Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Stop Looking at Me Like That, the show where we analyze all of the weird and interesting lore from all of our favorite fictional franchises. I am your host, Andrew Pearson. I'm here today with my co-host, Mr. Harry Gollum. Hello. And uh, today we're going to be talking about a personal favorite of mine. Uh, We're going to be talking about some Sonic comics today. I mean, I'm excited, but I I have two main questions for you. First of all, roughly, who are we talking about here? Like, what's what is this based on? What what kind of issues of the comic? So I decided for the first huge arc uh, of the original Archie Sonic line, I'm going to be talking about the Endgame saga, you know, Avengers Endgame, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was uh, issues 47 to 58, or 47 to 50, my bad. Um, okay, okay. I, I, li- I, I lied on accident last, last episode. I, I thought it was uh, up to issue 60, but it's not. It's up to issue 50. And okay. um, what was your other question? My other question was just, in general, is this, so where does this fit in in the Sonic Comics timeline? Is this sort of late? Is this early? Does it, I assume it does not always go in just order of the issues, right? Uh, it is early. Uh, all the issues are chronological, thankfully. Really? So, uh, 47, it was the biggest arc at the time. I chose it because it's actually like not completely terrible, but mm-hmm. there, are, mm-hmm. there are enough quirks in it that, in my opinion, bring it down, but also bring it up in a comedic sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all right. Yeah. That, that's about it. All right. Should we get started? I'm ready. All right. So, the very first thing you'll notice, because in all four issues of the Endgame arc, it starts off each issue with, like, this Game of Thrones prologue page, and it's so <laughs> stupid. So, <laughs> would, you, would, you like <laughs> me, would you like me to read you part of the first page? All right, I'm ready. It is year... 3235 because in this universe uh it's like a thousand years plus in the future assuming all of the animals evolve right so like but i mean not to be that guy not to be like the stickler here but i mean hedgehogs have had a lot longer than a thousand years to evolve and i don't know how they get bigger bluer less spiky and fast (laughs) and fast i mean that's well isn't he like a science experiment though um not not in this continuity no he's just naturally that fast yeah Sonic is really gifted in, in this timeline. But, huh. so, it is year 3235 on planet Mobius, and the war being fought upon its surface lands have entered its 11th year. A war that began as another had just concluded. A war that had its origins from the seeds of betrayal within. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not gonna get. Uh, I'm not gonna get into the rest of it because it kind of goes into spoiler territory. But mm-hmm. uh, one thing that I really do appreciate about this saga is that it actually does provide some really key backstory on mm-hmm. on certain characters. So before we get into uh, the actual issue, I feel like there's some backstory needed. Yeah, I think that's probably necessary. Like, what is that other war? And why did they name the planet Mobius? I mean, I know that goes back pretty far. Uh, that the... that is. But why? That is from back in the Sonic Bible. Uh, right, but why? I mean, I get, like, Mobius strip and all that, but, like, uh, that's why? the That's just the information that Archie was given. Uh, right, in, right. In terms but, why, of, but why did they choose, like, in the Sonic Bible or whatever? I don't why know. Why did they choose Mobius? Because I, I know that it's a reference to the Mobius strip, I guess, but I don't I, know. If I, think, like could... I think it's literally just a name. Yeah, so whatever. I think it's just a name. But, um, so, to start off, 
I'd like to introduce the concept to you that the kingdom of Acorn exists. Okay. Is Sally the princess of that? Yes. So Sally Acorn is the princess of the kingdom of Acorn. Okay, so it's just like the Mushroom Kingdom. Sort of, except, sort of, except it's significantly cooler. So Sure it is. Sure, buddy. So, the way... <laughs> so, this entire universe takes place in a world that Eggman has already taken over. Okay. And it's kind of dystopian-ish, and he literally turns people into robots. So, this is like the Sad AM com, uh, yes. show, then? Yes, yes, it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Is the kingdom of acorns like directly under Eggman's control, and they're just kind of hiding, or is there like a spot in the world that is independent of Eggman? Uh, kind of yes to both questions, cause the princess of the, of the kingdom of acorn is uh p- part of the Freedom Fighters, obviously, which is Sally Acorn, right. yeah, and yeah. the prince and the the queen are in hiding elsewhere. But that's not mm-hmm. revealed until like fifty issues later, so no, excellent, we're not getting excellent. into that yet. Does that mean that Sally Acorn just runs the kingdom anyway because she has nothing better to do? No, no, because the Who kingdom of the Acorn kingdom, is then? technically, uh, basically destroyed at this point. Okay, so it basically doesn't exist. It's a title. Yeah. Okay. And, and Eggman took it over, but when he did, he took the king of the kingdom of Acorn, uh, King Maximilian. Man, probably made him a robot. Actually, no. He threw him into a pocket dimension. He trapped Why? him. <laughs> because he, Why? Just, he just wanted to be a jerk, I suppose. <laughs> Why? He threw okay. him into a pocket dimension called the Zone of Silence, okay? Wow. Just just stay with me here. Okay. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. And basically, King Max was stuck in there for uh, several decades until he was somehow saved by Sonic uh, a couple mm. of in a previous issue. Bro, is this like um, is this like uh the Flash thing where like he can run so fast he can like move through dimensions and there's like the speed? Force I don't think and stuff? It, I don't think it was like that. I think he jumped through a portal. I I, I would have to go back and, and okay, read that. Okay, okay. Uh, but right. essentially, when the king comes back, he's incredibly sick with poisoning from that zone, and it basically mm-hmm. it's basically slowly turning his body into crystal. Okay. Oh yeah, I vaguely remember hearing about this arc. So at this point. King Acorn is slowly turning into crystal, and it's kind of a vegetable. <laughs> and Eggman rules just about everything, and Princess Sally is part of the Freedom Fighters. Now, the Sounds Freedom good. Fighters, for those who do not know, is basically Sonic and friends who fight mm-hmm. a, fight against Eggman for freedom. Got that? Yeah, no, I'm on board with that. However, there are some characters who are in the comics that are not, you know, anywhere else. Like oh, yes. Skunk. We will get to him. We will. I promise you, we will I'm get. I'm so to... confused. <laughs> Anyways, they just add characters. <laughs> yeah, dude, they add characters all the time. It it's it's hilarious, but I think I think that kind of brings us up more or less to the start of the Endgame saga, because right, right. Uh, basically the Freedom Fighters have been fighting for years uh, against Eggman, and so when it says. Um, there's there was a war for eleven years. That's the Freedom Fighters and the war that's been fighting. That's that was fought right before the current war was the war that destroyed the Kingdom of Acorn. Just to clear that up. That would be co- yes, that's correct. Okay, good, good, good. I, I did, I did, I didn't want. I wanted to tread lightly over that because uh, it's kind of a huge part of the backstory that that is explained later. No, that's unfortunate. So, uh, but you would be correct. 
Okay. And there are technical names for both wars, just so you know. Okay. The Great Acorn War? (laughs) No, no, no. It was just the Great War. (laughs) Oh, yeah, of course. Were they in trenches, too? Probably, yeah. Uh. (laughs) Mm. Anyway. All right. Let's start. Let's start. So, the arc begins with uh, Sally and Sonic on a recon mission, right? Oh, yeah. And basically, they grapple up to a really high part of Eggman's base. Essentially, they split up, right, to, to go find entrances. Right, right, right. And, but, but here's the thing. So the rest of the Freedom Fighters are off in a different corner, and they're keeping their eyes on them just in case anything happens. Right, so right. the two split up, and Sally's really worried for some reason. Now, you might ask why. Well, it's because apparently earlier that week or whatever – she was told that her father was apparently magically back to health, and, and she goes to talk to her father, and he basically informs her that there is a traitor among the Freedom Fighters, and that Sonic is the traitor, and that he needs to be either exiled or killed. And so, No, not Sonic. <laughs> but wait, okay, just, just a quick question. This is a bit of a nitpick, but mm-hmm. why would you ever bring anyone with Sonic on a recon mission? Wouldn't they just slow him down? Uh, apparent apparently the 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 two of them just are are great at recon. I don't know. Okay, so they always go on recon missions together. Yeah, I think that's just. And how she's it... not like she's not like as fast as him. No, but apparently she's like really athletic or whatever. Oh, okay. All right. Anyway, yes, continue. So basically, King Max scolds his daughter because she dared to not be in proper regal attire, right? Mm. Mm. and he tells her that she needs to bring Sonic on the next mission to truly uh, figure out his loyalties. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I think everybody gets this. However, the way it's written is so incredibly odd. So Ken Penders wrote this, okay? Right. And it, But it was also the work of another gentleman who, let me pull up his name. He, his name is escaping me. Um... Oh, wait, no, this issue was completely by Ken Pender. So, yeah, this is all Ken Penders. <laughs> I, I, want you, I want you to listen to this and, a, and truly ask yourself, is this how a normal person talks? In its defense, they are all anthropomorphic animals. But who are supposed to be, like, teenagers. Yeah, no, no doubt. No. Like, obviously, it's just bad writing. But if you wanted to excuse it, you could say, since they evolve separately of humans, they don't have normal speech patterns because they have nothing to go off of. I mean, I guess so, uh, but but that's just a that that's, that's a nitpick. A complete, that's a nitpick that you can come up with because it's fun, but doesn't justify bad writing. That's true. So let me let me read you this thought process that goes in in Sally's head. Okay. Oh yeah, let's go. Even as Sonic is ready to continue, I'm not sure I am. There are still too many unanswered questions. Ever since the campfire discussion I conducted. Things only get more complicated. <laughs> okay, like, no one starts their, like, sentence with, like, even, you know? You don't start a statement. Like, even is something you have later on, right? Or ever since, my bad. Or ever since, I was gonna say. But still, conducted? I, conducted? No one says conducted. It's, it's weird. And they're supposed to be teenagers. They're not, like, they shouldn't be this verbose anyway, but even people who use that kind of vocabulary don't use it that way. Wow, that's amazing. I know. And here, here's another line. This is her reacting to her father. Her father just comes up and says, hey, how are you? Why are you not in your regal stuff, right? 
Okay, okay. Yeah. And her response is, it's just that nobody had informed me of your recovery, father. <laughs> what? It's so weird. And then the final thought bubble uh, of page five or whatever is, I couldn't believe what I had just heard. All of a sudden, I felt as though my father was a stranger to me. Wow. Just, oh, just ask yourself. Like, that one's a little more normal, but ask yourself, is this how a normal person talks? Is how a normal teenager talks, moreover. And also, wait, so when his when her father goes up to her to yell at her about not regal attire, is this the first time she's seen him healthy? Yes. It's the first so time. She's not, it's so literally she's not the, like, it's legitimately the first time she's seen him healthy in 10 years. So she's not like, Dad, you're okay. She's like, no one has informed me of your recovery. <laughs> yeah. What? What? That's that's honestly, I think, the worst, because it makes absolutely no sense in character. Yeah, I know. And it's basically Ken Penders spending his time getting the older folk to say, You, you young folk, how could you not be traditionalist? Mm. Anyways, they uh, they split up, right? And mm-hmm. Sally is going down on a, on a lasso off a huge yeah, cliff, what, right? What else would you go off cliff with but a lasso? And, yeah. and Sonic goes into uh, an air vent to go and try to get to Eggman directly. Why are air vents, like, in Star Wars and in Sonic, like, it's just, like, the thing they go in, you know what I mean? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Like, if Eggman ever wanted to stop the Freedom Fighters, he would just make really small vents. Oh, wait, now now that I think about it, I shouldn't be calling him Eggman. I should be calling him Robot. Robot, Nick, yeah, okay. But the point is, you know, feels like he could stop this whole thing by just having smaller air vents. I know, right? But, mm-hmm. but so Sally's lowering on her lasso, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And then the other freedom fighters see that she's in danger because there are lasers all around her. And they're like, oh, no, what what can we do? And by the way, one of the one of the other freedom fighters, his name is Rotor the Walrus. He's pretty cool. He pulls out, he pulls out this huge <laughs> gun. All right. What? Like this huge cannon to try and like knock out the the turrets around Sally. So I'm going to send you a picture of this just right, just right. for how jarring it looks. I like how you just describe it like in passing like oh yeah and there's they have a, they have a walrus friend named Rotor, you know, as you do. Completely <laughs> normal. <laughs> what is it? But don't walrus what they wouldn't live there though, would they? Like uh it he is so the story behind him is that Eggman attacked his his herd in uh antarctica or whatever or okay. whatever mobius's equivalent would be and uh-huh. he was forced to run away and he found the freedom fighters that way mm. but, yeah but but you're seeing this huge artillery weapon right yeah, yeah wait and then the, oh yeah i forgot about the like the 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 bunny who isn't she doesn't she speak like she's from the south and she's all yeah, like robotic her, her name is bun, her ben her name is uh bunny rat rabo but everybody calls her bunny rabot and she's actually a cool character because she fights and she does cool yeah. things but okay oh and you'll see later that i'm gonna have my minor complaints with how ken penders tries to write southern people oh wow he I'm does excited. not he does not understand how southern people use y'all what's there to understand i mean not to be that guy but it's kind of simple isn't it like no he okay so he writes y'all as if he is, as if the 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 person is talking to a singular other person. So, for example, right? What if I was just talking to you? Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And I wanted to say, uh, how do you th- 
how do you think he's doing? The way Ken Penders writes it is, how do y'all think he's doing? What? That's how he writes it. It's so that's stupid. So, that's so stupid because y'all is so simple. It's just you and all crammed together. Of course it can't be singular. But nah, he uses it as singular. It's it's dumb. That's amazing. That's 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 hilariously stupid. Anyway, so anyway, yes, their, so, their walrus friend that they just have uses a massive gun to try and blow stuff up. Okay, and he does. However, they need someone else to to rescue Sally because she's still in danger and she's a little too far down to just climb back up. Right. Mm-hmm. So then they're very relieved. They see Sonic come back to the rope. So uh, they think Sonic. they think that he's just gonna pull her up, but he pulls out a knife, yeah, and cuts the rope. Yeah, yep, yep. So Sounds good. so Sally falls to her presumed death. Yeah, okay, sure. And it, it's so it's so funny. Now I will have to unfortunately mention that uh, there is a completely different group of freedom fighters that's also joining the normal group uh, on this specific mission. Mm, and okay. they're they're called the Wolf Pack. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course. They just are. stick with me. Just stick with me. I know how it sounds. And mm-hmm. they're they're really unimportant. Uh, they're basically just freedom fighters, but wolves. Okay. Uh, except for one dude who will be important later. So I will mention him later. But he's really the only important character in this specific arc. So just letting right, you know, right. they exist, and they are currently helping the freedom fighters try and get Sally's body back to base and by the way oh, they right. brought on a doctor they they did they just brought a doctor with them of course they did dr quack I, oh that's what the duck is yeah he's a doctor yeah i'm wondering he, what he did he didn't look very impressive i didn't give you much help fighting yeah no he they, they basically just brought him uh in case something happened and so he analyzes uh sally's heartbeat and apparently her heartbeat is really weak for some reason very cool and uh, yeah, that, that that that's pretty much it. And then they all get in a plane and uh, go back Prime. to base. But okay. that doesn't that still leaves Doctor Robotnik and his henchman Snively. I remember Snively. Snively. <laughs> and so then the real Sonic confronts them, and then the two of them just run away. Uh, not not yeah. not too special. Right. 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 Essentially, once they escape, Sonic runs away, he gets out of there, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he goes back to the rendezvous point where everybody's supposed to meet, and nobody's there. So he's like, oh, crap, what happened? And so he runs back to to home base, which, by the way, I'm g- just going to be referring to it as Not Hole from now on, because that's the name not for hole. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First thing the reader sees when they get back to Not Hole is the Freedom Fighters waiting around in the waiting room, waiting for Dr. Quack and his <laughs> and his diagnosis and basically dr quack walks out rotor asks well doc dr quack shakes his head everybody starts crying and looking in disbelief wow and so sonic barges in and he's like oi what happened oh, what a chad and he, he walks in <laughs> and here's your favorite character they order joffrey saint john to come in and arrest Sonic because it, apparently yeah. it was him who cut the rope, right? Right, 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 right. And so Sonic is arrested, <laughs> and and cut to <laughs> cut to different scene, and so then. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you just gotta stick with me here. Does he need to get a lawyer? Is there a trial? <laughs> does the, does, you know, oh, does dude, the, the trial's later. The trial's later. Does, do they have like a guaranteed right to some form of public defense? It, the the trial is. Li- the- we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that. Oh, in a this second. is this is pretty funny. So then, I you remembered that there was one important uh character in the wolf, wolf pack, pack, right? Yeah. So his what name is his Drago. Name? Wolfie. His name Drago. is Drago. Drago. Of yeah. course it is. Wow, very cool. And so he walks into <gasps> his hut at Knot Hole, and he, pretty, mm-hmm. he walks in and he sees his partner in crime, uh, Hershey the cat. Okay. Of course. What else? And he walks in and he's like. Yeah, I'm the coolest. Our plan worked like clockwork. And best of all, nobody knows what happened. Okay, so they're the bad guys then. Here's the thing. Hershey isn't a bad guy. I but, I will explain this later. What? It's but, imp- Hershey kn- it's imp- but Hershey knows? We will get to it. It is such a stupid revelation. We will get to it. I promise All right, all you. right. I'm getting you have piqued my curiosity very much. So then we cut to Sonic's kind of half trial or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kingdom basically says that even though you just killed one of our royal family members, for all the right. good that you've done for Knothole, I will forego the death penalty. It's not how, that's not how law works, though. Instead, Sonic the Hedgehog, I sentence you to life imprisonment in the devil's gulag. That's really what they call it. <laughs> That's what they call it, dude. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's great. Does he, does he have to like do hard labor? No. So, okay. So the apparently the gulag has been defunct ever since the original Great War, and it's basically mm. not been in use since then. And that's where they're Wait, sending him. But what do they need the gulag for? Weren't they fighting Eggman's robots? Exactly. So they didn't really need it until now. So like. When did they ever need the gulag? Was like was like uh, the king, king I, Max I, I will, all about I will, that prison I will, labor? I will get to that when we get into the cool backstory in issue four. Okay, I was just gonna say like the devil's gulag. I mean, <laughs> what, I thought they were the good guy. <laughs> Anyways, I have one more complaint with this issue. Uh, this is issue mm. forty-seven, by the way. Uh, it's the way Ken Penders wrote tales. Uh, oh, yeah, you, you have a lot about that. So here's the thing. Tails is like eight years old in this comic, okay? Mm-hmm, Tails, mm-hmm. by let's the way... Take him to a, let's take him to the war zone. Yep, eight, t- year, eight years old. Child soldier, that's good. It's good. So um, Tails, by the way, for the folks who don't know, is basically Sonic's best friend and little brother, mm-hmm. right? Who proves himself useful eventually and then becomes part of regular part of the group. Right, right, right. So here's the thing. I want, I want to ask you something. Is this how you write an eight-year-old? We cut to a panel. Everybody's getting Princess Sally into the into the plane, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And Doctor Quack says, uh, "Get get this thing moving, Antoine, which is, who is another one of the Freedom Fighters." Yeah. Okay. And we need to save Princess Sally. Tails says, "Aren't we forgetting someone? What about what about Sonic? Isn't anyone concerned over what's become of Sonic? What's become of Sonic? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's." That's beautiful. I remember at eight years old constantly using that phrase, what's become of, mm. Oh, and we're not done. We're not done, though. Because later later on, um, oh, it, it's in the next issue. So I guess I, guess I can start my, my Tales complaints uh, on the next issue as well. Excellent. 
So it basically starts off with Sonic getting dragged off by Jaffer St. John and his men, who, by the mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm. is like the, the leader of the secret police or whatever of not. Oh, yeah. So they've got their own KGB and NKVD, and then they also have their own Gulag. And yeah. they're, the, they're the good guys. They are the we're good cl- guys. We're clear on this. Like, but are they, though? <laughs> I mean, they have a Gulag. They have a secret police. I, I don't know. <laughs> It's 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 a it's a good meme. It's a good meme. Bro, wait. Does like when Sally presumably because you know in later issues does does Sally have to do like de-Stalinization of the novel <laughs> until where she takes out I, the legacy? I wish. I wish, dude. That would be really funny. <laughs> she gives like a secret speech to all the representatives, tearing down her father's legacy. That'd be hilarious. That would be good. But um, let's see. So. The issue starts off with Sonic in in shackles, by the way. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, getting dragged onto a plane to send him over to the Devil's Gulag. For the pretty, like, aren't they supposed to be, like, all in touch with nature? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just have a lot of planes, don't they? They're fighting a war, and they're like, all right, time to send a plane over well, to I mean, one it, in the, in a gulag. In this, in this universe specifically, it's not so much uh, nature versus machine uh, as it is in the video games, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, a ton of characters have bikes and whatnot. But do they have, like, a bunch of planes, or are they really just devoting, like, one of their few planes to flying one guy off to a defunct prison? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, this feels kind of strange. Like, I don't know. Anyway, continue. So, again, Tails is written oddly here. So, the Freedom Fighters are all gathered together wondering how in the heck Sonic could could do this. And yeah. Tails says, easy, everyone. Sonic is... Easy, as... everyone? <laughs> Sonic is as Settle much... Settle down, y'all. <laughs> Sonic is as much in need of our prayers as poor Sally. Prayers? What, there's religion in this? Apparently there is. What, did Ken Penders just... Does Ken Penders write, like, a pantheon? Do they have their own god? Is it polytheistic? Is it monotheistic? <laughs> Are there heresies? I have so many questions. Those, unfortunately, I do not have an answer to. Unfortunately. Oh, man. man, I should write the Sonic comic, and I'm just gonna write all my issues about de-Stalinization and the, and the hedgehog religion. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Anyways, we cut back to Sonic on the plane, and he's wondering... How it, how could Sally's dad get so healthy in such a short amount of time? And mm. what happened to cause him to get in here? And then he's interrupted by a character who's also in the plane with him as a prisoner. You want to know what oh, they just, na- oh, so they have, like, a bunch of prisoners now. Yeah, there's, like, an extra, pri- an, an extra prisoner. You want to know what his name is? Okay. His name is Sleuth Doggy Dog. Uh, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is. It's so, it's awful. But basically, oh, boy, the, oh the plane crash lands because some of Eggman's robots uh, attack the plane. And Sonic breaks out uh, on his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, Ken Penders decides to write a monologue uh, for the next oh, couple so like of a, panels. Is it, is it a sonnet, though? Uh, it says it says the Whoa. narrator about Sonic. Oh, that's a shame. They should have like uh, Sonic. Like, oh, don't symbol. worry. Sonic has a like. Sonic has a little minor mar- monologue later, dude. It's... I'm just like waiting for like him to, you know, like the dagger monologue out of Macbeth, like a soliloquy, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that'd but, be great. But, but I want, I want you to listen to this and ask All yourself. All right, I'm ready. This is a. Is this a Sonic property? <clears throat> Those are the last words Sonic utters. 
Not one single joke or wisecrack escapes his lips. For the first time in his life, Sonic is devoid of humor. For the uh, first that's what time, I want my Sonic property devoid the, of humor. <laughs> for the first time in his life, Sonic truly understands the meaning of war. Okay. <laughs> his body is on autopilot. He fights like never before. This is fortunate, for his brain is otherwise occupied. Wait, so, like, is he, like, nothing personnel, kid, with all the robots? <laughs> Teleports behind you. <laughs> Faster than he himself could ever travel, images flash before him, dominating his every thought. He sees the prone body of Princess Sally. He sees the look of his friends' faces. He sees himself in chains. Only when he further burdens his confidence realizing he has inadvertently destroyed a possible supply of survival equipment what i i guess the the plane he so was he's on... like so angry he just like breaks the survival equipment yeah because like he's not thinking about it i assume okay okay does Wait, his mind so dealt with all the robots yeah he just deals They're with all, all the gone. robots so those robots were able to shoot down a plane but like sonic on autopilot is just too much yeah okay Oh, this is Sonic on the ground, by the way. Yeah, presumably. And, like, he's fine in the plane crash? Yeah, he survives the plane crash just fine. But, like, he's just fine. Okay, okay. Anyway, yes, continue. And the final and the final piece of his of this narrator monologue is, does his mind regain control, making him aware that his minor battle is over, and it's once again time to take flight? It's like, it's like what is wow. this? What is it? Because it's not poetic. It's not poetic. It comes off as incredibly stupid. Cause it sounds, you know what it sounds like? It sounds pretentious. That's what it sounds like. Oh, there's a lot of pretentiousness in some of Ken Pender's writing, let me tell you. Mm, I mean, because, like, he's like, ah, yes, let me write about the meaning of war with my story about an anthropomorphic hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not even done well. Exactly. Like, you know, I'm, I, as someone who has, who is a little bit pretentious myself, I can put up with pretension, but you gotta earn it a little bit, you know? And he's just like, okay, Sonic's sad, because he thought he kind of maybe sort of killed his friend, and like now he's sort of, you know, in chains, and it makes mm -hmm. him hurt. And that that's the meaning of war? That's the meaning of war? Because that's oddly specific, no? Like, you know, do you... You know, does Grandpa take you up on his knees like, Oh, I remember when a fake me killed my best friend and then I was put in prison and had to clear my name. That's not a typical war story. That's not the meaning of war. Let's talk about a bait and switch, am I right? Mm-hmm. Anyways. Anyway. We, yeah. Anyways, we cut back to the king and Drago comes out of nowhere and is basically like, Yeah, I did what you wanted me to do. Thank you for my opportunity to become Duke of the Kingdom of Acorn. So he's saying uh, some pretty shady stuff to him. Right, right. And then uh, he basically says, Sonic escaped, bro. What are we going to do about him? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> and so, again, the king calls in Joffrey St. John. Our favorite. Oh, I'm sure he, our favorite. Why doesn't, he call, why doesn't he call him Tails? And Tails is like, I think we need to look at this from all sides, guys. <laughs> let's, let's, if we pray a bit, maybe we'll figure it out. He's gone real. I <laughs> in the Sonic universe. <laughs> and also, does God, like, physically come down? Right? So, like... No, dude. This is... So many questions. I, I need to finish reading the Ken Penders era, dude. I need right. to do that. Because, like, if there's a God, do they, like... Is it, like, a God that they can directly see? Does, like, the Sonic God come down? 
and I, intervene I don't, to save Sonic? I, I don't know, dude. We're getting off topic. Anyway, yeah, yeah, continue. So the king basically says, I don't want your excuses, Joffrey. I want I want your men to go find Sonic right now. Now, yeah, here's the thing. This is how he delivers the message to Joffrey, okay? Yeah. So Joffrey says, but my men, they're the finest trained soldiers anywhere. King says, give me not your excuses, man. I won't have a murderer free in my soon-to-be-restored kingdom. Uh, Give me what? not your excuses, man. So that's written, that's written like, sort of Middle English. But then, you know, saying things like soon-to-be and all that, that's clearly, you know, more modern English. So why isn't it consistent? That feels really weird. Again, like, the point that Ken Penders tries to get across... Ken is Penders is the author, by the way, if you haven't gathered that. It, the, the point gets across... But it's hampered by the weirdest vocabulary choices. Mm. I mean, one thing if the king talked like that, but like... Dude, even Sonic talks like that. It's very confusing. Okay, anyway, yes. So, you know, bring me Sonic's head. And Joffrey's like, okay, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. and Is everyone just kind of okay with this? Like, no one is... So, like, even Tails is just like, let's pray for Sonic. But, like, no one questions whether it might not be Sonic. I mean, they're fighting no, an evil s- tech genius, and no one's questioning the fact that, like, maybe, like, especially with the king's miraculous recovery, something weird might be going on. So, Sonic's Uncle Chuck is the... Oh, of course <laughs> yeah. an uncle named Chuck. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so, uh, Sonic's Uncle Chuck is the only mustache. one who has everlasting faith that it was not Sonic who did this, and that he's being uh-huh. framed. However, yeah. everybody else who was at the scene of the crime and saw mm-hmm. Sonic do it... They're like, I can't believe he did this, but I saw him do it, so, like, what? Wouldn't it be fitting if Tails didn't believe it, you know? Because best friend, you know, sort of, Sonic's like an older brother to him. Wouldn't it be, like, really fitting if Tails' faith was re- and Sonic was rewarded? Yeah. Uh, well, it kind of is. Uh, we'll get to that. It's, or his kind of It's kind of not, not, not done as well as I would have liked. Okay, but, okay. Uh, there, there are some missed opportunities. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll say that. Okay. But, anyway. But essentially, Sonic uh, is trying to cover up his tracks as as he runs along. He finds a cave mm-hmm. and uh, he says uh, he he starts his own monologue. Oh boy! Um, let me see here. I'm trying to find a quote right now. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. He basically he basically s- starts monologuing and says Uncle Chuck tried to not only get in contact with Mister Quack or Doctor Quack, but he also tried to get into contact with the king and he's talking about how both of those parties were like yeah we have nothing to say to you my guy uh he's getting tried no matter what oh yeah and so as sonic's thinking about this ken penders the the god tier narrator this is what this is what he says about sonic's thought process okay Mm -hmm. sonic's mind reels in turmoil and when his capacity to ponder currently unanswerable questions comes to an end, only then does he feel the impact of Sally's passing. Only then does the stress of grief force his body to succumbing to sleep. Wait, 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 wait. I thought he had finally realized the meaning of war like half an <laughs> hour ago. What? I thought like that was what it was talking about. That specifically the loss of Sally was what allowed him to understand. Not an eye. He was on autopilot. But he was on autopilot. So like, then what does that even mean? 
So he understands the consequences of war, but somehow the big consequence of war, death, is something he doesn't understand for a while. What? It's so it's so weird and dumb. It, okay, yeah. So uh, so then we cut to uh, two other freedom fighters, uh, mm-hmm. Antoine and Bunny. Antoine is a crappy character, but he gets he gets better as as the comics go on. He's a French mm-hmm. dude. Uh, that's all you really need to know. That's I, li- I like the Frenchies, so you know I'm sympathetic. And so once again, it we have another instance in which uh, Ken Penders doesn't understand how to write Southern folks, mm. and he so essentially the two of them are trying to follow Drago, right? Because they're really suspicious of him because he got an audience uh-huh. with the king, but nobody else close to close to him did. And so they're really suspicious of why Drago, of all people, was getting an audience. So they're following mm. him into his hut, right? And they're tailing him. And Antoine's going off about how, you know, he's really suspicious and whatnot. And why would the king do that? And Bunny responds with, I don't know, but y'all realize that we've been following Drago, don't you? Here's the problem. It's just the it's just them two. Yeah. So wow. I don't oh, I, I don't understand Ken Penders. I don't know. I don't understand why he's like this, dude. <laughs> Bruh, Bunny just seems to be like a uh, rogue from the X Men. Like that's that's what she seems like. Nah, Bunny's Bunny's like actually cool, except uh, she gets hampered down sometimes because stupid writers like Ken Penders don't know how to write for Southern people. Mm-hmm. Does she say? Does she say sugar or something like that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> But but, right. but anyways, Antoine's like, uh, we still gotta follow him. We still gotta listen in. So Drago walks in, uh, on in his house where apparently Hershey, Hershey the cat, who you'll remember li- from earlier, still important. I swear, do not forget. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Walks in and he's like, "Hello, dear future Duke of Robotropolis is coming home, boys." And she's like, well, I don't care about your plans. Please leave me out of them. I did my part, and that's it. And then Drago just grabs her arm and says, don't take that tone with me. You're into the situation up to your neck, which implies that she did something that she is not aware of and that he tricked her into something, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's written so oddly. It's just weird vocabulary choices again. And then, mm. and then he remarks how, oh, Joffrey St. John is went off to go get Sonic. Hopefully, if we're lucky, they'll kill each other. And why? Because how would Joffrey catch Sonic? Uh, he has a tracker in his shoe. But how would he catch him? As in, like, Sonic's the fastest thing alive. Uh, wait. I guess wait for him to be exhausted and then catch him. Then <laughs> wouldn't you be exhausted chasing him though? I don't. I don't know. Nah, nah, he has, Joffrey has the best and most highly trained men in, in the entire <laughs> kingdom. <laughs> okay, I'm just kind of like, but how are they going to catch him, though? Uh, are they, like, as fast as Sonic or anywhere no, near as fast? I, I, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Okay, th- I'm putting that aside. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Anyways, uh, Drago leaves his house, and so Bunny and Antoine go ahead and tail him. And at, at one point, they, they lose track of him, but it turns out he's behind them. And oh he God! Captures yeah, no. them. He Not teleports behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personnel. Kid. Nothing personnel, kid. And it, but here's the interesting part: he gets Eggman robots to capture them and take them what? away. But why? 
that just like completely reveals his plan. Why didn't he just do it himself? He did kind of do it himself, but he also brought along his boys. Okay, why? Was he afraid? No, I guess he just wanted to be efficient or something. Okay, sure. <laughs> but but then we have another Ken Penders get off my lawn kids moment. Oh, I where love like I get I guess this I guess you guys would be so easy to notice because you're amateurs. Mm. And Nothing that, better than experience. <laughs> yeah. It, but the, the kicker is that the Freedom Fighters have been at their game for, like, several years at this point. So you can't really call them amateurs anymore. Oh, come on. You got to be fair here. They're apparently the number one recon team, Sonic and Sally, aren't available. They never would have gotten caught if it was Sonic and Sally. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Sonic wakes up in the cave. Uh, because... By the way, is the war just, like, over now? Or is it just, like, stopped? Did they? No, it's they continuing. Stop? Right, but, like, it doesn't seem like it. They have plenty of time to, like, send Sonic off to the Gulag and hold a trial, and aren't they at war? Like, uh, we'll, get, we'll, get, we'll get to why this is still part of the war in a, in a, a little bit, because there's a huge revelation, and it is so stupid. Okay, Whatever. Right. Anyways, right. Sonic wakes up to the growling of uh, Joffrey St. John's men's Tasmanian devils, and um, of course, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So Tasmanian devils in this universe are basically like one of the few unevolved uh, species left. Bro, what does Ken Penders have against Tasmanian devils? I don't know, dude. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> bro. What? So like all the other animals are evolved, but not Tasmanian devils. I know, right? But sure. essentially, also, are they still called Tasmanian devils? Yes, but they're on Mobius. Yeah. So what's Tasmania? Uh, okay. This is really stupid, and I'm. We'll get into it at a later date. But essentially, <laughs> all you need to know is that Mobius, uh, or at least in the Sonic universe, they ba- they basically just rob, um, the the names of certain continents, and they'll just label that as a fake continent in Mobius just for simplicity's sake. Okay. So like South America is South America, of course, and um, Africa is Frica or something, and Australia. Is down under. Oh, okay. Okay, that is funny. That last one. So, uh, essentially, they just substitute names for real life countries and uh, mm-hmm. areas, and so that's where the Tasmanian Devils are from. That's where they originate. And okay. so I, I assume that's where their version of Tasmania would be. Mm-hmm. Are, are anyways, you sure it's not like Zemania or something like that? Probably something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, we got off track. We got yes, off we're track. very off track. All right, all right. So, all right. so Sonic is running away from Joffrey St. John in the caves. Joffrey has a tracker in his shoe, or in the shackle, rather, that he still has on, by the way. And yeah, okay. so basically, Maybe it look, makes him, make, it makes him look cool. Okay, that's why he's keeping it on. I, to be fair, the cover for this issue is actually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Let, let me Sonic send, running with the... Let, let me send okay. it to you. Like, the, the, the cover for this issue is actually pretty cool. Not all even right, gonna that's, lie. But that's pretty cool. Uh, essentially, Joffrey actually finds him, and they fight, right? Yeah. And my money's on Sonic. Yeah, but he no, nah, but Joffrey still loses. But yeah. uh, so they fight, they fall down a large cliff, but then they cut back to Knot Hole, right? And uh, the king basically says, "Okay, freedom fighters, I appreciate all you've done for for trying to keep the kingdom alive. However, you guys have been useless and haven't got kicked Eggman out yet." So I'm formally disbanding all of you. And uh, then the huge revelation comes in. 
he basically says, I'm going to bring in a new warlord to help us against Eggman. And the door opens, and Dr. Eggman walks in. Bro, what? Like a Chad. But aren't they fighting Eggman? (laughs) We'll get to... Just just listen. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. So, Eggman walks in. Everybody's like, what are you doing here? And... Eggman pretty much says, you guys are the dumbest people I've ever been around because you didn't even notice when I made a robot version of your king. Okay, that makes sense. I knew something was wrong about that king. And then, essentially, he takes control of Knothole and starts sending people, by foot, by the way, uh, to his to his city. I think it's called Robotropolis. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Robotropolis. And uh, basically sends them to all get roboticized Very on, like, cool. a death march. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It's very cool. Okay. Cut back to the real meat and potatoes, uh, Joffrey versus Sonic. Uh, That's the matchup I've been waiting for. Yeah, so they fight. Sonic gets to a point where he's at cliff point, right? So he he just has the the cave and a cliff behind him. (laughs) Okay. And Joffrey has him at... uh, So Joffrey's weapon is like a crossbow on his hand, right? Or on his wrist. Of course. What else? So you could. So about? essentially, you could say he has Sonic at gunpoint, right? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. And then Sonic just jumps off the cliff to try Very and get cool. away. Very cool. Now this leads to the third issue in our four-issue uh, saga here. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the dumbest one of all. Wow. And I really, really hate the explanation. The explanations that they went through uh, for this issue. But essentially, let's let's get back into it. So, Sonic jumps off right as Joffrey tries to shoot him. Mm-hmm. And so, essentially, Sonic does this thing where he takes off his shoe. Okay? Mid-falling mid down. Takes the dirt in his shoe. Throws it. What? And apparently, he's so fast that on that little bit of dirt that he collected in his shoe, he can run on it. And and what? he manages to run to safety with it. What? That's that makes my head hurt. Here here's a picture uh for you, uh just in case you need like a visual aid. I'm so confused. What? He, but he like he literally takes the dirt out of his shoe. But then throws it doesn't it. But, but the dirt is still falling, no? It is. So, so what's he pressing down on? Exactly. Oh no. <laughs> oh no it's so dumb it's so incredibly dumb but uh, but like okay it works right it man okay, let's just assume that's not the dumbest thing i've ever <laughs> uh did you did you get the pictures yeah i got the pictures wow he had a lot of dirt in his shoe that's like impressive i know it, like, it, what was he doing it's actually quite remarkable right yeah no anyway yeah but anyways he falls onto the ground and Joffrey just goes. Just Joffrey just goes to his team. Uh, they they say like, him. "What happened, dude?" And he says, "Sonic escaped temporarily." Oh yeah. And then they they go and try and um, try and catch him, right? And they try and go back through the caves or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then this this next part uh, is kind of stupid. This is basically where he explains to everybody that he tricked them all with uh, a robot king. Yeah. But then we cut to Dr. Quack, right? And he's talking with Schnively. Schnively? Schnively. 
<laughs> and he basically says, okay, I did everything you wanted me to do. Can I please see my family now? And Sniffly's like, yeah, I, I could let you do that, but you need to do one more favor for me. And Dr. Right. Wax's like, oh, okay, what is it? And he's like, we are going to operate on the king, on the real king, who's crystallized. And uh, essentially, I, I think what Sniffly wants to do is he wants to kill the king or he wants to just let him be or whatever. I don't know. They, mm. they, this is never followed up on, by the way. Cool, cool, cool. It, it's just convoluted. Mm. Then we cut back to Sonic, right? And he really wants to get back to Naho, but he doesn't know how to do it. And he's too and he's too tired and he needs a friend. So he calls on his dragon friend. Okay. He's a dragon friend. Her name he's is a dragon her friend. name is Dulcie the Dragon. Okay. But, so there are dragons as well. Too, there are. Remotely. There are. Okay. And she's like also a freedom fighter and friend, right? Here's the sure. thing though. You want to know how Sonic manages to contact somebody in the middle of nowhere? He yells really loud. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, you're not you're not even wrong. So oh God. So he does it by whistling, by vibrating his vocal cords at the speed of sound. He do it really sound. fast because he's Sonic. <laughs> yeah, because he's Sonic, and it creates a high frequency noise that gets the uh-huh. attention of his friend, and she comes. Well, that's a wow. Well, that's it's truly wow. remarkable. You know, sometimes sometimes I wonder about Ken Penders. <laughs> it's like who who comes up you can't make the you can't make this up. You can't make this stuff like, up. No, you can't. Not not in my wildest dreams would I ever make this up. Yes, obviously. But like wait, so Sonic's really fast, right? But who's to say that he's like really fast in any way except his running speed? Like is it ever like clearly said that he's fast in his vocal cord vibration? No. And if he if he is, is his voice naturally like super high pitched? No, dude. I don't think so. This is so confusing. <laughs> Just another stupid moment. But essentially, yeah, I... uh, he get he gets Dulcie to fly him over to Angel Island. Well, but does she know that he like that he you know finger quote he killed Sally? Cause she is a freedom fighter, shouldn't she? Be, we like... will get to that revelation later. So she doesn't know. No, she does know. But, but she still trusts him. Yes, but it's in the Why? dumbest way possible, and I will give you that answer in a in a second. Okay. 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 So then we briefly cut to Saint John again, and he's like, "Dang, I, I lost him. Missed him by a whisker." <laughs> Did he really say that? Yeah, he really says that. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, they escape. Like, good good stuff, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff, okay. Then we cut to domestic abuse. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, in, my, in, my sonic, in my Sonic comic? I mean, we, we, we Okay, so this is another hanging plot thread that... So is this, um, like, Hershey the bunny? And, this is uh, Hershey the Dra- cat. And Drago. And Drago, yes. We're back to yeah, that. Okay. So Drago's, like, looking at himself in the mirror, and he's like, you know... I'm going to make a what fine a- duke one of these days. And Hershey's like, did you hear? The princess was just killed. And Drago's like, yeah, that's right. And you're the one who did it. What? Oh, we will get what? to this. So first of all, this what? panel is done by him slapping away uh, Hershey and slapping her drink out of her hand. Oh, well, good, good to see some abuse in my online comic. But... I know. Just, okay. just to okay. make sure we get the point across that Drago's a bad dude. Okay. Also, I just—I literally just noticed this. 
Drago mm-hmm. only has four fingers. I just noticed this. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> but anyway, how did... How could this happen, Andrew? So, Drago somehow convinced Hershey to wear a Sonic mask, okay? And the Sonic so mask... Stupid. When 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 someone puts it on basically everybody they see they see looks like snively what and so is it magic or is it technology hershey asked drago what kind of treachery is this because you know that's how what that's how people talk he stabs so wait no 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 no. we're not done yeah no we're not done like we're not done mcguffin of the entire story that spurs the that is like the cause of all the conflict is a mask that looks like a sonic mask that makes everyone look like Snivel. Yes, and this is explained by Drago by, by this. The best kind, Robotnik's treachery. See these eyepieces? They contain optic image refractors. No oh, matter who you look at, it appears to be Snively. Wait, so, so you're just going to kill Snively? Then they kill people now? Yeah, apparently they were just cool with killing Snively, I suppose. And second of all, how does that make her look like Sonic if she's just wearing a Sonic mask? Like... I mean, I, I, I guess I guess, just, I, I guess that the angle that everybody was looking at him, like it was just the head color? that was visible. That's that's convenient, man. Or like wore a full suit. I right. really, and then why didn't she go to the Freedom Fighters after that? Like, hey guys, I killed Snively. Why she run away? I know it's stupid. And then and then Drago finishes off like, so when you cut the rope, you thought Snively was dangling from, you really dropped the Princess Sally to her death. <laughs> you that were is... easily t- you were easy to dupe, sugar, and now Robotnik will reward me with a kingdom of my own when he takes over Mobius. That's, I I have no words, Andrew. I really don't. <laughs> there there is nothing to say. It is so really is. it's so stupid. It's that makes my head hurt. So the the the, the they're killing people now. The Freedom Fighters are. Also, no, but the, but Hershey's not part of the Freedom Fighters. Okay, so she was going to kill them. Yeah, but, she, she, but, she was but, cool with killing Snively. Sounds good, but, like, so they, she just has a mask on. So it's super convenient that she doesn't, like, you know, step forward a little bit. And they're like, hey, wait a minute, that's not Sonic. That's must have been one hell of a mask, too, you know? Like, that's a, wow. Yeah, like, it's, a pretty, I, it's, a pretty dang good, it's a pretty dang good mask, dude. Yeah, I mean, why didn't they just say, like, you know, it's the easiest thing in the world. Like, Star Wars does it all the time. Haha, yes, this hologram projector makes it look like I am this person, but I am not. It's the oldest trick in the book. I mean, he's like a tech genius. Why wouldn't you just say that? And it makes so much more sense. Uh, Eggman would have to be the tech genius. Drago's pretty dumb. <laughs> right, I mean, I know he's pretty dumb, but why didn't Eggman just give him a hologram projector? And then I that's don't... it. For... It's whatever. Dude, you're trying to make sense of a Ken Fender story. I, yeah, no, I think I, that's that's like the number one. That's that's a mistake. Okay, so anyway, yeah. So apparently, this one really really good mask has also you know convinced her. She killed Sally. What did she, what did she say now? Uh, okay. She says, "Choke, ho 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 ho," as in crying. And then okay, that, yeah. And then that's the end of the scene. <laughs> oh no, she's Santa now, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Delivering all of the dead freedom fighters. The grief has turned her into Santa Claus. <laughs> so, anyways, we cut back to Sonic and Dulcie, and uh, oh, yeah. they they just land on on Angel Island. And at this point, Knuckles really hates people coming onto his island. So yeah, okay. He he's pretty much like get, get out of my lawn. get get out of here, nerd. And then um, <laughs> Sonic and 
Knuckles exchange such scathing insults such as Echidnerd and Spine Swine. Spine Swine? I'm not going to lie, I like that one. <laughs> spine Swine? I'm going to start referring to people as Spine Swine. <laughs> I'm gonna go up to like my little brother and be like, alright, listen here, you little spine swine. And then um and then Joffrey St. John come comes out of nowhere and he's like, if anyone's gonna kill Sonic, it's gotta be me. Oh yeah, of course it is. And then that's that's, the, just, that's that's the end of issue three. Now we're getting into the final issue here. And um this one is has actual important backstory that I actually found interesting. So this is like one of the few decent jobs ken penders did in writing uh mm-hmm. i'll be perfectly forthright with you well i mean you know broken clock is right twice a day i know right mm. and so the the issue four starts off with this fat boy running away from other humans this, this... oh it's sonic no sonic's no, no, no the fat boy no, no. sonic's the fat boy <laughs> according to some people on deviantart that would be correct but uh, <laughs> the Sonic's top secret backstory is that he was a fat human boy, and then he became a blue hedgehog that was super fat. That's true, but not nah, so. <laughs> basically, this fat dude's running away from other humans, and they lose track of the fat guy. And uh-huh. then, two two hedgehogs, uh, Sonic's father, Jules the Hedgehog, and Sonic's oh, uncle, Uncle Chuck. Chuck. Yeah, oh, Uncle yeah, Chuck. No. Who else? Oh, I'm Who sorry, else? Sir Sir Charles. Does, do we ever see Sonic's mom? Yeah, we do. Her name's like Bernadette or something. Bernadette, of course. It is. Okay, and, yes. And essentially, Uncle Chuck and Jules are like, well, I don't really like, I've never seen uh, the humans turn on each other. And uh, Jules is like, well, you know what? We should probably bring this bring this dude back to the king. Maybe he could help us or maybe we can help him. Oh, so the fat kid's Eggman. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so this this guy's name is revealed to be Julian, okay? So Eggman's mm-hmm. real name is actually Julian in, in this oh. comic. Just, just So is it Julian it. Robotnik? Yeah. Wow. And okay. uh, by the way, uh, Snively's real name is Colin. <laughs> oh, I thought, oh, Colin. Somehow that's kind of fitting. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess he looked like a Colin, I suppose. Yeah. But... <laughs> But anyway, something like Sniz's name, like Colin Snivelson or something like that. <laughs> no, it's Colin Robotnik. Oh, is he like his nephew, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, and- they, they load up Julian here on this really cool looking World War II bike. Not even going to lie. All right, all right. It, it actually looks pretty cool. I'm going to send you the picture to this because Sounds good. it's one of the few moments uh, that the art actually impressed me. Mm-hmm. All right, but and, and and the art in these early issues uh, of Archie Sonic aren't that great, or at least aren't to my taste. But the the covers are really cool. But uh-huh, uh-huh. all right, so they right. so they basically right. load up Julian. They send him over to the king. Uh, mm-hmm. It's revealed that Julian is actually like, super smart, and he can actually lead troops. And mm-hmm. so the king installs him as his warlord. And this is during the Great War, where basically basically humans are fighting against the furries. And, oh yeah, and Go to, for, for for survival. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's so that's like a huge revelation that puts all the humans in Sonic uh, in the Sonic universe into perspective. That they're 
that and why Eggman is even fighting in the first place. He's fighting for his extinct race, basically. He's fighting mm-hmm. for his fleeting race. So did they like commit genocide on the humans? Uh, they they killed a lot of them and they won the war. Yeah, so they're like no more humans except Eggman. Uh, it's not that there aren't any more humans. There are still huge amounts of humans. They're just in small areas. Before we continue, I'd just like to inform y'all that you guys are listening to KMIH Mercer Island, 88.9 The Bridge. Mm. So, they didn't commit genocide, but they, like, forced the humans into tiny places. Yeah. So, uh, I think the best way to put this is they basically limited the humans to L.A., New York, Dallas, and the all those so big cities. Our- so our quote-unquote heroes are the people who seg- who are, you know, segregate humans. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, wow. Wow, the good guys. Anyway, yes, continue. Anyways, it's all revealed to be a flashback by Robotnik, who is at this point sleeping. But that's all the cool backstory. Uh, back to stupidity. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have a three-way battle between Big Joff, Knuckles, <laughs> and, and Sonic. And basically, they're all fighting. And it's really stupid. But then Dulcie comes in out of nowhere and gives this horrible, no good, terrible explanation for why she not only believes Sonic, but why everybody else should believe her uh, as well. Here we go. As you know, dragons cannot tell lies. That is why we can sense the purity of truth. And I know Sonic is not lying about being framed. What? And Knuckles joins in and says, a dra- a dragon's spoken word is fact. What? There you go. What? what? <laughs> is this like something that's set up previously? Uh, Dulcie pretty much says this uh, when she when she meets up with Sonic the first time, and that's why I didn't want to mm-hmm. mention it there, because this this panel is so terrible, I don't even mm-hmm. know how to process it. That's, wow. As you know, dragons cannot tell lies. They can't. They're they're like. Uh... I mean, it's amazing, man. That is why that, we can sense so the purity of truth. But that makes no sense. So they can't tell lies, but they can also sense the purity. That's not how it works. I mean, that's like me saying, "Oh yeah, so uh, I don't smoke, but I can sense the essence of smoking on other people because I don't smoke." <laughs> I know, dude. It's so. That's that's really stupid. It's so dumb. So this right. turns the opinion of Joffrey St. John and his men. Of course it does. And also gets Knuckles to help out all okay. of this because a dragon... Is dragon's... he still guarding the Master Emerald? Yeah. Yeah, he is. So he's just like, all right, now nah, I'm going to leave the Master Emerald real quick. Okay, so in this universe, he's actually the head of the Chaotix, which, by the way, are basically like his yeah, secret gang Chaotix. of detectives and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, like Vector and uh, Charmy B. Yeah. Ooh. And the SB of the Chameleon. Yeah, the only cool one. Yeah, but um, so they're just they're just there. Yeah, they, they guard. The they basically guard the master emerald when Knuckles isn't around. Okay, cool. So, okay, so, so he's they're all rolling out. Yeah, so basically they all agree. All right, let's get back to uh, let's get back to Knothole and let's go and defeat Eggman, right? Okay, sounds good. And so we cut back to Eggman, and we literally see a death march where all of Eggman's robots are basically ordering. Uh, a huge line of people saying you will all be roboticized and they're basically walking them all over to Robotropolis. Mm-hmm. Okay. As you do. As you do. Yeah, obviously, obviously. And then 
uh, we cut to Tails and Rotor, and uh, basically they say, Tails says, we freedom fighters have done the impossible before, you know, like uh, like an eight-year-old does. And Friends, Romans, and... <laughs> countrymen, I, Tails, the eight-year-old. Yeah, okay, e- yes. essentially, yeah. And then, um, then Rotor's like, yeah, we need to regroup, dude. And mm, bro, and Tails rightfully says, like, how could Robotnik find? How how did Robotnik find find our secret village location? Which is a pretty good question, because in this world, like, he's not supposed to know where Knothole is. Mm-hmm, that that's mm-hmm. the whole reason why they haven't been firebombed yet. So, okay. still not sure how uh, how they ended up not dying immediately but essentially uh you cut to some insignificant panels uh the cavalry comes in with sonic and the boys Um, of course they they all come in to help everybody out they regroup with freedom fighters and whatnot and then Mm -hmm. sonic catches his eye of drago who is running away because he knows the, the the crap he's in right now so dude's running away out of nowhere hershey throws a rock at his head out of anger, kill like him. like perfect headshot too. So this oh, should nice. this should have killed him, in all honesty. But no, it like knocks him out. Of course it does. And she basically explains to Sonic, uh, that he uh tricked her into killing Princess Sally. So mm-hmm. here here's what she says. Right, I should have known not to trust that creep. He told me I'd be helping. The freedom fighters instead he tricked me with robotics technology uh when i cut the rope sonic i thought i was i thought it was snively who was hanging but it was really sally but wait okay back up back up. isn't snively like a child though hmm snively's like a kid no like, Sni- no snively's a, a grown man but he's really short isn't he yeah he's just short he's just that short yeah he, he's just no no justice for the short guys dude man Man, I can't imagine what it'd be like to be that short, and uh, no wonder he's so evil. Yeah, I know, right? All right, all right. And then she I thought says, for a second they were just like killing children. Now, no, like, no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> and then Hershey says, "Oh, Sonic, what have I done? Everything, uh, everything you've been through. You never mind that, Hershey. You were duped. We were all duped." Now I I'm... thought I, I thought it was me too. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, they wake up Robotnik, right? His robots, and yeah. they they do things. They uh, they regroup. They get ready to launch the the big attack or whatever. Yeah, sounds good. Sonic it gets into the base. Uh, I don't think it's the Death Egg. I think it's just like his huge base. Bro, okay. are you eating okay. breakfast right now? Uh, no, I gotta make my mother some tea. Ah, oh, I see. I see. You can't refuse, mom. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Uh, dude, I'm gonna need some tea after talking for this long. Death. I know, Jeez. right? Come on over. I got that. I'm <laughs> boiling some water right now. Dude, one day when Jay Inslee lets us lets us out of our cages, I'll go ahead and do that. I can't wait, man. Yeah. All right. Anyway. So. Anyways, um, Sonic is invading uh Eggman Eggman's base again. He apparently brings this new ability out of nowhere that's never brought back. So apparently, Sonic can. So Sonic says in his mind, if I modulate my the frequency of my speed while I run real fast, according to Uncle Chuck's theories, I should be able to create after images of myself. 
enough to what? mess with my opponent. So yeah, he j- he can produce after images now. This is just too big brain. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. And then he he gets into the base, right? He runs into Snively, beats him up. Not nothing oh, too yeah. special. Yeah. And so there was this B plot that I didn't bother mentioning cuz it wasn't important. Mm-hmm. Uh but when Sally or when Bunny and Anton were captured, uh, they managed to escape because of some Australian freedom fighters. That, wow. That's all you need to know. Uh, okay. it's, not, it's not important. But uh, they they get onto Death Egg because they were about to plant a bomb mm-hmm. to, to try and beat Eggman. But then Sonic's like, don't even bother. I got a score to settle. And <laughs> and again, uh, Miss Ken, Ken Penders just misuses language and misuses the word y'all. Yeah, because Bunny here says, "Don't, don't, uh, you don't mean y'all going to stay?" And uh, it's just Sonic she's talking to. He's the only uh, one who's gonna stay. <laughs> so I mean, like, not be that guy, but I think Ken Penders is really excited to use the word y'all. Oh yeah, really think about it. he's just like, "Oh my god, I get to use y'all." I'm very excited. Yeah, it's it's bad. <laughs> it's it's just bad. But anyways, this leads to like an actual cool fight scene between Sonic and Eggman. And mm-hmm. they fight. That That's pretty much all I have to say. Um, mm-hmm. If I was reading the comics at the time, uh, and I was reading like 1 through 50, then I think this would have a, had a little more impact. But um, actual cool fight scene. And okay. then, because it's been revealed that uh, it, it, they did a very poor job at setting it up in the endgame arc specifically. But uh, Robotic has this huge machine that's pretty much going to wipe everything from existence. Except, except for uh, certain uh, places and objects. So it, it was set to only wipe out not whole. So it goes off, right? But that was the huge uh, thing that they needed to shut off. That That's why everybody was so worried. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I mentioned it so late. It just doesn't come up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If he goes, again, poor, poor foreshadowing. So this is supposed to kill everybody, right? But mm-hmm. instead, like, Sonic's just fine. And and he comes comes back out alive. Sure. So we okay. cut to like the final scene, or second to last scene, or whatever. And Sonic is in the hospital. Doctor Quack is right there, and he's like, "Bro, where am I?" And uh, Doctor Quack's like, "Oh, you're in the medical facility at Knothole, whatever." And Sonic's like, "What?" But I saw Knothole get destroyed. And then uh, Rotor comes in, and he's like, "Uh." Not whole wasn't destroyed, Sonic. However, it exists in a temporal rift three hours into the future, almost like a zone of its own. Very cool. Like, epic. What? Epic, right? <laughs> what? What? Okay. So then uh, Dr. Quack just gives everybody an expedi- an exposition dump. Sounds good. And essentially what what he says is he watched every... He watched all of the... of these terrible things go on behind the scenes because he was captured by Robotnik and basically forced to work for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he saw him uh, talk with Drago, right? He saw him conspire with Drago. He saw him capture his family in order to make him work for him. But he also saw Snively reprogramming the machine so that it did not uh, kill everybody in Nothole, but only killed Robotnik. Oh, Chad Snively, man. Yeah, because Snively like really hates his uncle, dude. <laughs> Why is he working for him then? He he has no real choice. 
Interesting, interesting. So Snively saves the day, then. Kind of, so, yeah. So let's be clear here. If um, Hershey the cat hadn't been tricked, and it really was Snively, she would have inadvertently stopped the guy who was going to save everyone. No, 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 no. He did, Snively did this before. So Snively isn't that bad. No, Snively's a terrible person. He's still an evil dude. He just really hated his uncle. Right, but like, I don't and, know. No, because he, he wanted to take over the world himself. That's the thing. Sure, sure, sure. He still saved everyone. Yeah, he kind of did. <laughs> not even gonna lie. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, listen, I'm, I can often be a very sympathetic guy, especially a charismatic villain, but, like, bro, he just saved everyone. <laughs> wow. I mean, like, can we give some credit to Snively? That's, that's Sni- not nothing. Snively, like, is the low-key MVP. Not like, even gonna like, lie. He saved the world. Not Sonic. Snively. And what, for whatever reason he may have made that decision, he still did the right thing. Like, that, wow. I know, impressive, right? I know, right? You know, credit to Snively. All right. Kind All of right. a bit of a comp-out, because, like, I don't know. Would have thought, like, someone like Sonic might have saved the world, not yeah, yeah, yeah. Snively. But, but okay, yeah, sure, you know. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, then after that, um, Sonic is basically told, uh, Dr. Quack basically tells Sonic that, Oh, it was so easy to convince everybody that Sally was dead, uh, and I did that to uh, protect her and put her in a stasis tube, uh, so so she could recover. But she's in a coma, guys. So I don't know when she's gonna wake up. And then Sonic's like, mm-hmm. "Well, this looks like a job for me." So I mean, if I vibrate, if I vibrate really fast next to the tube, it sh- I'll wake her up with my extremely fast frequency. I I really wish that's what happened. <laughs> Let me just whistle real quick here, guys. Still hear me through the coma. But yeah, so he leaves. He passes his freedom fighter buddies, uh, and Ken Penders actually u- uses y'all correctly for once. Oh, that's that's exciting. Oh man. Uh, and so, I, we're all so proud. Yeah, and then basically Sonic wakes up Sally hap- hap- happily ever after. So, okay. I'd like to mention that in in the aftermath, uh, the Eggman, Dr. Robotnik as we know him, is legit dead for more than 50 plus issues. Well, who are they going to fight? Uh, th- so, basically it's hinted that Snively is now going to be the big bad, and they're going to yeah, start bringing okay. in like new big bads, and it's going to be, after this, it's, it's a lot about rebuilding uh, the former uh, kingdom and whatnot. You know, making sure to keep those humans in their place. Yeah, no. I know. But there's this there's this ending page that, that's kind of like an epilogue, right? And it's so odd. It, it's still written so weird. Mm-hmm. So oh, I'm gonna read the whole epilogue, okay? Uh, and okay. so it wasn't long at, it wasn't long before order was restored. Doctor Quack was exonerated due to ex- extenuating. Or ex- yeah, extenuating circumstances, oh, and very resumed cool. looking after his patient, King Acorn. Like, okay, cool. Miss mm-hmm. Mrs. Quack and the children are doing fine, because everybody wow. was just dying to know. Uh, the Freedom Fighters welcome back their friend Sonic oh, with no, wide please. open arms and began planning a big ce- celebration, because oh, of morning, course they did. Morning, Hershey was forgiven for being Drago's dupe. She she's now a model citizen. Oh, but wasn't she like? But she that seems a little kind of unfair to her because she was never a bad person. She was just tricked. Yeah, I know. She got she got forgiven. Wow. But I she's now a model citizen, guys. Oh, okay. Okay. 
uh, Joffrey St. John was reinstated as commander of His Majesty's Secret Service. He now awaits his next mission, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, the guy I definitely want in charge of my secret, the one who's really gullible. Oh, yeah. And, nah, nah. Hey, who and else? Drago was sentenced to the Devil's Gulag. Oh, finally they're going to use that place. I was Yeah. No, nah, dude, Sleuth Doggy Dog is there as well. What? what happened to Sleuth Doggy Dog? I thought he was a good guy. No, 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 no. He got sent to the Devil's He was got sent to the Devil's Gulag, my guy. Why? What did he do? He was he war crimes? He was a traitor in a previous issue, and they hadn't gotten around to shipping him over there, I suppose. Wow, I mean, <laughs> That's wild, dude. That's wild. Man, and then it makes says, me think. As for Snively, that's a story for another day. So that is the end of the Endgame saga. Wow, I laughed. I cried. It mostly was... laughed. Mostly laughed. Not really cried. But I have a lot of questions. Mostly centered around what is the religion of the Sonic universe? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not oh. sure. Did you know there's there's actual aliens in uh, in the early Archie Sonic issues? Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So are they, are they who Tails is praying to? I don't know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. Thoughts? Anyway. Feelings? Concerns? Okay. Um. So I think the story was pretty funny. Like, unintentionally, intentionally, whatever. It was very funny. And I think it was not the worst story, certainly, that I've ever heard. It's got a lot of potential. But that doesn't change the fact that I mean, while some of the stuff is pretty good, I mean, some of it's just really dumb. Like the, I don't tell a lie, so therefore I can sense when you're lying. Or the, let me whistle really high-pitched. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. My moment where I was like, okay, come on now, was when he threw the dirt out of his shoe and ran <laughs> on the dirt. I mean, that that's the same thing as like saying, oh no, the elevator's falling down the shaft. Let me jump right before it hits the ground. I mean, that's, that's the kind of level of logic we're dealing with here. I know. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. If you're looking for a story that's going to, like, make sense consistently and is coherent and has, like, consistently good writing, I don't think it's all that. But if no. you're looking for an interesting story and you're willing to put up with a lot of stupid stuff and laugh with it, I think it could be pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, it's fun if it's fun to read through. Now, one consistent complaint that I have is, once again, Ken Penders' uh, choice in vocabulary Mm. I have a huge problem with that. I have never heard an eight-year-old ask, "What what's become of my of my best friend?" I mean, it's it's a strange decision. Yeah, it is. It's like nobody talks. Nobody, no, not a single person talks like, you know. Yeah, I'm, no, I know mean, exactly what you're saying. I mean, that's not what an eight-year-old sounds like. It's kind of an interesting. But then again, I, I mean, he doesn't know how Southern people talk, so I don't know why you'd expect him to understand how eight-year-olds talk. I mean, it's not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I this isn't the worst story I've ever written, or the the worst story I've ever, <laughs> I've ever read. My my bad. <laughs> and uh, there are there are stories that I much prefer later on. Yeah. Uh, but it does provide some interesting backstory. Now, one huge, one other huge complaint I have is that Ken Penders has like this fetish for bolding two or three words in each speech bubble he ever writes ever. Oh, that's cool. I love when they do that. Like, you know? just start just. Just begin to to read some of the panels that I, I sent you, and every single one there is at least one bolded letter. Or that's one, good. It's like, no. it's like why? Why would you? Why would you write like that? I mean, I mean, I I'm I'm just here to like look at his look at it as if I'm like I mean, he's he's not 
his attention span isn't great, okay, Andrew? He needs bolded words to make him feel <laughs> like he's like he's a big boy and he's getting all the stuff, you know? It's like I feel like, I feel as if I have to yell on each freaking uh, word he has bolded, you know? It's just it's just odd odd art direction. Uh, I'll I'll just say that. Now talking about the art itself, it's very hit or miss. Um, a lot yeah. of a lot of the covers are actually really really good, uh, especially mm-hmm. the one I sent you. Uh, I actually the one reach running away. Yeah, yeah, the, that one I actually really like, but it just doesn't match the art quality of the actual comic itself. Uh, mm-hmm. I I just don't like the style it's in. It's it's very particular. Uh, very it, it like details the weirdest parts of of a character like it'll mm-hmm. highlight an arm way too much or it'll highlight a, a stomach way too much or or whatever or maybe <laughs> or maybe the head is just shaped weird like uh, on the issues that i sent you with with sonic running on the dirt like the head is yeah. so weird the spines are so off yeah well what are you gonna do it's ken penders yeah ken penders actually didn't draw all this though these were Who's wrong? um i believe if i go back uh, we will actually see, um, brought to you with pride by Ken, yeah, plot by, was all by Ken Penders, script was by Ken Penders, or majority by Ken Penders, I, I suppose, um, colors, blah, 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 I'm trying to look for the, for the guy who did the penciling, okay, mm. so inks was done by, uh, Andrew Pepoy, Brian Thomas, Pam Eklund, yeah, like the the art the art style changes every couple of pages. Ah, yeah, that's that's a good thing to have. So so it they just they just don't have a consistent look, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But overall, like I'd give it a good six, seven out of ten. Right, like I think you could definitely enjoy it, but you got to have some. You got to have a pretty high tolerance for like cheesy weirdness, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like you got to be willing, not necessarily like suspend your disbelief but you got you can't let stupid stuff like i run on the dirt in the air kind of ruin it for you because then you won't be able to read it yeah it, it, it's just there there's there's definitely better stuff down the line but uh, i'm for this being like the huge arc that the series was leading up to mm-hmm. can't necessarily say i'm completely disappointed okay not to be that guy right like doesn't it feel kind of weird? So, from what I can tell, from, like, the few Sonic comics, Sally's, like, one of the most, if not, like, the second most important character in the comics, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, why is in, like, the big arc, she's just not there? Like, she's just out of it completely, starting at the very beginning of the first yeah. part of it. I mean, like, like, that feels kind of weird that, like, the whole series is leading up to it, and yet the second most important character is out of it starting, like... I don't know, a quarter of the way through the first comic book? Like, really? Yeah, I mean, it's just... I'm, it it could have been handled way better. It just... I, I think it's an interesting creative decision that I wouldn't have made, considering if she's so important, you've probably invested a lot of resources Dude, developing. Ken Penders tries to kill off Sally Acorn a ton of times in this comic. Why? I, I don't I'm know. the impression that she's generally well-regarded by the fan base. Yeah, the fan base really likes her, so I... I I think that's the reason why he never was never allowed to actually do it. But mm-hmm. he tries to kill her off so many times, dude. It's it's ridiculous. Interesting. I just kind of assumed that he, you know, at least liked the character a little bit, but I don't know. Nah, man, he 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 loved his uh, his pet project, Mr. 
Mr. Joffrey St. John. Why? Dude, Joffrey, I'm very conflicted with him because he becomes really interesting uh, like by mid-200s issues. But the only reason that, that it happens is because the uh, author of those uh, issues around 200-ish basically tears down the original character and basically makes him in, so, into a new character. What you're telling me is that it takes him like 200 issues to get to be a good character. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay. Joffrey St. John is just forgettable. He, that, uh-huh. that, that's all I have to say about him. He's, he's a very forgettable character. Uh, he becomes mm. not forgettable and actually interesting later, but it's only done by disregarding all of the past and by disregarding all of the, the, the original lore around the character. So I don't know how to feel about that, uh, but, I mean, that, that's all I have to say on him. He, he's a good meme, but <laughs> not, not much more. Yeah, that's kind of that's weird, though, when you think about it. I mean, it's kind of a forgettable character for, like, 200 issues, and then he finally gets good. Yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, mm. um, final thoughts? I think my final thoughts are essentially, yeah, is the is the story a little kind of, you know, a little stupid? Sure. Um, but I'm glad I know it now. And it's it raised so many interesting questions, like, is there God in Sonic? <laughs> I mean, these are important questions, Andrew. But moreover, I think, you know, I don't know if I would pay money to, like, buy the comic To book. experience it. But like, I'm glad I I'm glad I know about it, if only because it's unintentionally very funny. Yeah, and I feel that's how a lot of a lot of uh, early Archie would would go. It's it's very unintentionally funny. Right, um, right. I, th- I I personally prefer the the later issues when the the new head writer comes in, Ian Flynn, uh, mm-hmm. just because I prefer his style of writing more. Uh, and, yeah, and I think. I think he fundamentally understands how to write a normal person. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think yeah. he handles dialogue a lot better than Ken mm. Penders does. Because Ken Penders just... Is, does he write for humans? I don't think so. Maybe he's never seen a human. Okay, well, let's be fair here. I don't know. Maybe he's just in his anime dungeon, uh, have body <laughs> pillow in hand. Uh, uh, that sounds about right. But there's a ton of really stupid lore with Ken Penders stuff, and mm-hmm. I think we can get into that with a, a, another day. Uh, I, think, yeah. I think those are my final thoughts. Uh, do you want to have uh, some closing words here, Harry? All right. Uh, sure. Well, thank you for listening in to um, this, this really, truly bizarre story. And um, I'm glad I know about it, for one. And I'm excited to share some more Star Wars lore next week. Sweet. Uh, what is next week, by the way? Uh, in terms of Star Wars lore or in terms of? Star Wars. Yeah, okay. So, I told you the lore of the first game, KOTOR, but there's a second one, KOTOR 2. Ooh. Uh, and it has the man who's literally too angry to die. Oh, um, yeah. I gotta send you a picture of him, because he's basically a zombie. It's kind of weird, but, oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into why he's too angry to die and all that stuff. But the point is, it's basically like the original KOTOR uh, story, but a lot weirder. It's much weirder. It's a uh-huh. much weirder game. Yeah. So... I'm excited to try and explain that one because I have no idea how I'm actually going to go about doing that. Um, all right. Yeah, and I think that's that's about it. Thank you all so much for listening. If you did enjoy, uh, this this show will be on Spotify, uh, as well as hopefully on YouTube in a couple in the next couple of days. Uh, again, if you want to support our radio station, uh, all of our shows are on Spotify pretty much, and we really enjoy it if you would listen. Uh, 
Uh, that's about all I have to say. Uh, my name is Andrew Pearson. I was here with my friend Harry Gone. We talked about random Sonic the Hedgehog lore. Uh, and that's about it. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. Have a great day, folks.